Christine, give me this count again. One, two. Did you get that? Yeah, I still got her. Okay, we're okay. in stereo here. You know, the, the Skype messed us up, so we had to just convert back. We're good now. Oh, yeah, you had to go back to black. <clears throat> back to black. Yeah. Did you just say... Did you just say back to black? Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, soundboard. Soundboard we is improved. We just happened to have that yeah. one. Let right. the grunting begin. <laughs> Dude. Dude, that's how you start a show. Christina oh. and everyone who's on the line, please grunt when we start. <laughs> Christina okay. is going to shout out the episode number, by the way. Oh, right? that's yeah, okay. I, I want to do it. Christina is now calling our episode number. So uh, when he says, welcome to First Podcast, we throw to you now. You say episode 103. Oh, you don't uh, say episode? I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to say it. You okay. just do it, okay? Okay. You're okay. listening to the oh, Profit First Podcast. Episode 103. Mm. Oh. Ah. Oh, the mm. the mm. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yes, welcome today. to the show, everybody. My name's Chris Curran. I'm the founder Bruh. of Fractal Recording. <laughs> and I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First. And Serge, I mean, do you have a copy of that yet? It's been Surge. in the market for so long. And I'm joined in the studio by Christina Bolduck. Hey there. And you are listening to the Profit First podcast, the most high energy show on profitability in the world. Ever. Ever. That's yeah. right. You have a business, you bring in revenue, and you keep profits if you have any. And that's what this show's about. How to have more profits in your business, because that equals sustainability. If there's one thing I ever learned from Mike Michalowicz, it's profit equals sustainability. Uh. Mm. Uh. Yes. <laughs> yes, right. We're available everywhere you can hear a podcast. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, everywhere, including the website. Have you been there yet? Have you commented and made fun of Mike Michalowicz in one of the posts? <laughs> Please do. ProfitFirstPodcast.com. Actually, we did get a comment on one of our episodes, actually, I saw today. Um, I don't know the person's name, but he said, a show for entrepreneurs who want to increase their profits. And since when did talking about money need to be boring? Boom. The Profit First Podcast gets serious about money by having the most fun possible. So oh, shout out to you, dude. You're wow. awesome. Oh, killer. And Chris, Christina's reading that into her brand new purple microphone. I have a multicolored microphone now. So, <laughs> Oh, it's the, the, the little windscreen on top. Yeah, the windscreen. Yeah, not the entire microphone, yeah, just the yeah. windscreen. So the last episode we did, Christina disinfected the studio. Do. No, you always do, but you disinfected literally for 15 minutes. We're like, okay, enough's enough. <laughs> enough's enough. Trying to disinfect a windscreen is not easy, so we got you your own. Thank you. Yeah, I know. We got a bunch of different colors, so it depends your on my color. mood. It's like my mood ring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So You can take one home and up. throw it in the washing machine while you're using a different color. Exactly. <laughs> and dude, she's all hyped up. You guys see the shout out we got. We'll, I d yeah. We'll read it in a second. Yeah. But Chris, first, what have you been up to, my baby? You know, this deer had two babies right in our backyard, like literally oh. 25 feet from my sliding glass door. No joke. And this is I think this happened once before. You mentioned that before. No, no. I, mean, no, I mentioned the, not, we saw a moose that had babies and the magpies no, had babies. Everybody's having not babies. actually giving birth. <laughs> wow. wow. What's in the water at your house? No, yeah, we're, really. just, we're just in the wilderness. Well, we're in Colorado Springs, but we're near the mountains. Like in uh -huh. the northwest part of town, so the mountains are like right there. So all this wildlife comes down. We see bobcats, coyotes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Wow. What have you been up to, Mike? Dude, so my daughter just had prom, mm. and uh, they, they, meaning my daughter, says, hey, can I have some friends over after prom? And our idea is that we're just going to set up tents in our backyard. Our backyard faces woods here, right, too. Right, right. And so we're like, my wife and I are like, okay, that sounds cool. Right. And she's like, oh, oh. 
No, L. we've been doing that in the office. <laughs> L. L. And so I'm like, yeah, just limit it to just your closest friends. No problem. Three tents set up and everything's good. Then the morning of the prom, like two more tents arrive. I'm like, oh, I guess there's a couple more. Uh. By the end, right before they left for prom, there's 15 tents. And these oh! aren't like two person tents. They're these like are, big. Yeah, these are like, mi- like the military. Like, I thought the Civil War reenactment was happening in our backyard. Oh. I'm like, uh, what's happening? She's like, well, the friends invited friends. And I'm like, ew. So, yeah, oh yeah. Dude, th- midnight. Midnight on Tuesday night, you hear a diesel engine down the road and I start shaking. It's the bus from prom bringing all of the prom partiers oh my to our house for the after party party. No way! From 12 midnight till four in the morning, <laughs> me and Krista sat in the house shaking <laughs> trying to control a hundred plus <laughs> seniors it was pure mayhem oh, i did not sleep so at all funny. that night i know he just looks at me the next day when we come down for our meeting and he's like never again <laughs> never again never again yeah, oh your few your few closest friends yeah so uh, there's still this is now four days later or three days later still tense in our yard <laughs> um Jeez. i'm afraid to even go outside oh my god so classic what, story yeah, <laughs> Krista goes. I think we need to check the tents to make sure we didn't leave any bodies. In there. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, prom. <laughs> oh my god! I know. Shows up. So exactly. we have a we have an office in the house in the basement. Um, we, we, people are coming into work, and there's like teenagers all throughout the backyard, like hanging out and stuff. It's it's crazy. At least they so, weren't in your kitchen, like wearing a robe, making pancakes and stuff. Oh my god! Well, don't, dude, they came in. They were coming to the house. It's like, what are you doing? And we said, okay, if girls have to use the restroom, fine. Boys, use the woods. <laughs> go, no, go oh, no. So uh, we got. I got to read the shout out to you real quick. Or Christine's going to read it. Read that shout out, you guys. Oh yeah. So um, one of our fans, Beth, she was touching in. I saw that she commented on the episode, and she was just curious. She was talking about the uh, Jen Sincero episode about when she coached me through opera singing. And she just wanted to touch in and she said that I said two very important things within the first 30 seconds about talking about my opera career. That I felt something inside me pulling me towards singing since I could talk and that part of it was pushed down by my family. And she just kind of reiterated how family has such a big influence on our lives if we let it. But... Um, you know, now that I have a, this mass support group from professionals and from my coworkers that I can't let that cloud my judgment. And I thought that was really nice that she took the time to reach out to me yeah. and, and to tell me that. And she just wanted to know how I was doing. So thank you for checking in. I'm actually doing very well. I still see my vocal coach about once a week and I've started teaching. I found a passion more in teaching too. So um, Beth, shout out to you for being awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> nice. Beth. So we, we read the entire letter together yeah. off the air. But you know, Christina starts choking up. I'm a co-crier, and it just starts going downhill. So, um, meaning in a good way. Yeah. Uh, but that is wonderful. And Christina, I am telling you, <laughs> don't start. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm telling you, the opera is waiting for you. Thank you. Grab, grab it, and uh, this job will always be here for you, even if you have to take a temporary departure to live your Thank dream. Thank you. A theater leave. <laughs> yeah, a theater leave. Right, right. A theater leave. Ooh. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, good job. Thank you. Um, Chris, I want to tell you what's coming up. We're going to talk about Amazon. You know, Amazon is like exploding in popularity, not the website Amazon and the core business, but the supplemental um, fulfillment practice they have, the FBA, which is fulfilled by Amazon or fulfillment by Amazon, that sellers, it used to be the eBay platform, that's still pretty large, have moved to Amazon. 
and there's massive opportunities for profit there, and there's massive lessons even if you don't use the Amazon platform. We got three guests. This is a first attempt ever to bring in three simultaneous <laughs> it's guests. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a disaster. <laughs> um, so I want to thank them. We're gonna introduce them in a second, but uh, put on your five point seatbelt system in preparation <laughs> for us. Which, by the way. I've been looking this up. There are five point seatbelt systems. Yeah, it's legit. And, they, and it's legit and it does go over your crotch. Oh. <laughs> that's Ow. see, that's what we were all wondering. So thanks for clearing that up. Yeah, thanks for yeah. Which I don't know how anyone could handle oh, that kind of goodness. accident. Like oh, whatever. Well, okay. it may save your life, but it destroys your life at the same time. <laughs> so I want to thank our corporate partners who make the show possible. Thank you to Fundera. Yes. And Fundbox, yes, and Nextiva, Love who it. just stepped up and did another project with us, uh, and um, Receipt Bank, and oh, and Fundbox. I was talking to Dave Tolkien. Sends the funniest picture oh, in. Yeah. Um, it's on the web. Try to just Google David Tolkien wearing a Profit First T-shirt with a knot in the side, like he's a he's a woman from the seventies. Kind of pulled up with his. It was hysterical. And his pants are like falling off his butt. He's got his boxers showing. Yeah, so he's got wearing his massive scraggly beard. A babushka. All right. at all. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we're burning daylight. Let's get to business here. Uh, I want to introduce our three guests. Christine Cobb is a WordPress website consultant and Amazon FBA. Now that's the fulfillment by Amazon seller and instructor. Uh, additionally, she was a past CPA, oh. so she knows her numbers. Mm. Uh, you're not a profit first professional, though. Uh, uh, but Cindy Thompson. Yes. Uh, Ellen Britt is a high ticket sales expert. You know, how do you make the big priced items? Uh, you know what I'm trying to say the money. high ticket priced yes. items. Yeah. How do you make money with the things? Um, she's a master interviewer. She's a mastermind expert and a lover of Southern food. I'll tell you, if you're not a lover lover of Southern food, <laughs> are you even a human being? Best no. foods from the South, um, grits. Oh man, <laughs> I love grits. And then Cindy Thomason, who of is course. a profit first professional, a leading the I shouldn't say a the leading authority mm-hmm. in profitability in the Amazon space. So a grand welcome to all three of you. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you. So, Christine, I want to start. Hi. Christine, (laughs) I want to start with you. Um, You know, Amazon, it's a cutthroat industry. You can't can't make money on there. Can you really be profitable on Amazon as a third-party seller? Man, should I just tell everybody they can't and... Yeah, then we're done with the show. We're done. Some, good night, everybody. Yeah, good night. Let's go crack a beer. Eliminate some competition. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Have a drink. Tell me. So, no, so- no, there's still opportunity out there. I mean, once the online marketers kind of took hold, it, it got a little crazy. But, uh, yeah, it, you can definitely make money if you know what you're doing. Okay. And so that's the key. I know what you're doing. Because I think most people go in it ill-prepared or not prepared whatsoever and you can get their butts handed to them, Christine. Well, I see it every day. I mean, there are people out there placing orders for private label products in China and asking in a Facebook group, uh, how do you make a label? How do you send stuff to Amazon? How do you do this? How do you do that? I mean, they might as well have bought an expensive car and asked the Facebook group how you turn it on. Mm. It's it's just craziness. And the cool thing mm. with Amazon is if you get your butt handed to you, they ship it back to you actually in a box. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they make they make you a podcaster then. <laughs> oh, that was a yes. slap. Yes, yeah, Ellen, oh, yeah. Ellen on um, Amazon, it's a commodity business, right? I can get um, some commodity items a little cheaper there than Walmart and so forth. I, I think you're saying you can sell high ticket price items on Amazon too. Well, Tell me about yeah, that. I mean the. 
some of these private label products are very uh, very lucrative for people. And I think there's less competition if you do have a, a, something that's a higher ticket item because most sellers when they first come into the market are going to go for a low price product and there's more competition that way. So you can definitely differentiate yourself there. You know, Ellen, I don't know if you heard of this, but we had a, um, oh, Chris, maybe you remember the term. We had a guest on our show uh, who was implementing Profit First in his business. Actually, Cindy, maybe you remember him. I think his name was Eric. Does that name sound familiar, Cindy? No, I'm not placing it. He said he worked with you. Who was the gentleman? I think he was from Korea or oh, Thailand or something. Uh, Common? Common. Ah. Yeah. You know, Eric yeah. and Common often get confused, Cindy. <laughs> yeah, Common said he does this process where he... Um, finds uh, in retail stores mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, items that are, are significantly discounted and then resells them at their list price on Amazon. Is, it, is that one of the strategies to be profitable? Absolutely. H how's that work? Well, you go into a retail store, and a lot of people get started out that way, go into a retail store, and you can go to a clearance aisle and look and see things marked down every day of the week. And if you wait long enough, sometimes they're marked down to almost nothing. You take your little Amazon scanner app, which Amazon provides you as a seller, you scan it, you can compute pretty quickly whether that product's going to be profitable for you. You scoop it up at a discount, you pack it up, send it to Amazon, Amazon sells it, and you get uh, you get the profit back. Hold on, this is amazing. Amazon gives you a scanner. Like, does it connect to your phone? Is it an app? Yeah, what it's is an this app. Thing? It's a downloadable hmm. app. Mm -hmm. And tell me more of the particulars. How does that work? Well, you just download the app. You've got your Amazon seller account. Uh, you scan the barcode, the UPC code that's already there on the product. Amazon pulls it up and gives you information about how many other sellers are selling it. Um, what it's going to cost you in terms of Amazon's fees and you can kind of plug in what it's going to cost you to ship it to Amazon and you can figure out very quickly whether you're going to be able to make money on that product or not. If it's if not, then of course you don't purchase it. If you do, then you purchase it, send it in. It's simple. Wow. So this it sounds like it's almost like guaranteed that you'll know in advance to buying stuff if you'll make money or not or is that just in the moment and then the time you drive home, Amazon, if you rescan, says, oh, don't buy this now. You made a total mistake. <laughs> well, I don't know. Christine could probably speak more thoroughly to that than me, but there are fluctuations. And sometimes if you send something in, uh, every if it's a popular item, lots of sellers maybe have jumped on it. And by the time you get it in, maybe the price has fallen. But I have found that personally, um, that's it's not not the case if you act quickly you get it in and it usually sells Christine for the folks who want to get started on Amazon and use the FBA program that they provide how do you get started is this the way the the arbitrage or whatever we're talking about or is there a different way to get started most of the time people do arbitrage but you don't have to necessarily go to stores for me that's not me uh, my sister, for example, Ellen, they love to shop, they love to go to stores and browse, and they love that part. Uh, for me, I'd rather shop online. So mm -hmm. there's two kinds of arbitrage we talk about. There's just regular retail arbitrage where you're going to the store, and then there's online arbitrage where you're shopping online and finding the deals and, uh, again, sending it into Amazon to be resold. So most people, when they get started, will do that. It's the way that I think that people should start because you learn a lot about 
the whole business and and how to evaluate whether you're really profitable or not. And Cindy, uh, you you've evaluated a lot of businesses. Um, you you help them become profitable. Do you suggest start very slow and kind of learn the ropes, or do you have a kind of a set strategy where you can grow quicker? No, I think learning the ropes is the best thing. I mean, there's a lot to learn, uh, as Christine and Ellen um, have mentioned. There's a lot to learn to know how to to um, to operate an Amazon store, and a lot of Amazon um, uh, business owners have come to that. Uh, position from from a different kind of background, maybe a corporate background or something. So they don't always know the retail side of things. So there really is a lot to learn. And I don't know of a, a quick strategy to 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 jump ahead of the pack, except to to learn and and learn from people that are doing it, like Christine and Ellen, because they have the secrets and they can help you uh, learn how to to navigate so many different aspects of working with Amazon. Ellen, you know, I think of inventory turn, at least a concept in traditional manufacturing. When you create something, the longer you sit on it, the more costly it becomes. You want to turn inventory quickly. Is that a consideration? And how do you address that, if it is, with Amazon FBA? Well, I've learned everything I know about Amazon FBA from Christine, and I'm an amateur when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to that. My area of expertise is getting other people's knowledge out to the widest possible audience. But I have learned the concept of inventory turn, and yes, that's something you want to take into consideration. There are several factors. If you're going to bump up against what Amazon has in place or long-term storage fees, then yeah, you want that, Amaz- that, that inventory to turn very quickly and you might lower your price to make that happen. And some people have a, a, a business strategy going in. They want a fast turn business. So they'll, they'll be willing to take a lower profit margin to get that inventory to churn faster so that they can get their cash in and out. Other people take an absolutely opposite tack where they don't mind holding for a larger piece of the pie. So, Alan, I'm going to give you a layup question in just a minute. But, Christine, I want to ask you that question about inventory turn. Should we be spinning this stuff, buying it and selling it within a day? Is there a realistic expectation? What's your suggestions around inventory turn? You know, there's a there's a formula, and we're not going to go through that because that can be pretty boring. But you have to look at at your profitability at the end of the day. So, if you're going to cut your price by 50% and make just a pittance in order to sell it in a day or two days or three days, whatever it is, then you may end up just going out of business. If you don't understand what the ramifications are of you of your actions in pricing, um, I'll give you I'll give you a story. There's people out there teaching people to buy as much stuff as they can buy and utilizing a service out there called Ebates, which okay. basically gives you a rebate of you know something like 2%, 3%, maybe as high as 5%, 6% of your purchase price. It's like an affiliate situation with them in the stores. They're teaching these people, buy as much as you can, send it into Amazon, it doesn't matter if you make any money. All you're trying to do is get that eBay check. I mean, it's the craziest thing you've ever seen. And so you are you are competing sometimes with these people. Now, granted, they're not going to be around long. 
mm. because you know eventually they're going to run out of money but still you know for every person who drops out with this kind of mentality there's another person that comes along so you so experience is going to teach you how to deal with all the external things you have no control over and and that's just one of them okay so what it sounds like are those people are doing not just thin margins it sounds like christine they're doing like no margins and they're just hoping for a little rebate on the backside. is that what you're saying that's exactly what i'm saying gotcha gotcha cindy i, I know I gotta, crazy yeah that is crazy cindy i gotta ask you you work with many amazon sellers I know that there's got to be a certain kind of margin you need to have to consistently be profitable. Is there kind of a range or, you know, what are the numbers here? Where should we be positioning ourselves to be consistently profitable? Well, I, I, I like to see my clients in the, the 30% range, 25 to 30% range. Now, they can't always be there on every product, but, um, you know, to cover the other costs that they have and to pay themselves and to, to, to be profitable as a business, you've got to have margin um, coming to you and and not just reinvesting it in inventory. And that's one of the bigger problems that, that I see is that, um, that, that a lot of clients are in this habit of getting their check from Amazon, their payout, and then turning right around and just purchasing more inventory and never paying themselves. So mm. you've got to have big enough margins and you've got to have the discipline to program your um, the funds that do come to you that are, re you know, the funds that are um, available for inventory purchases, put that back into inventory, but also take the money that um uh, that you need for your operating expenses and include yourself in that. Now, when you say a 30% or profit, does that mean if I buy something for, say, $10, do I mark it up 1.3 or 30% more? Do I sell it for 13 or does the math work differently than that? Oh, no, the math works differently than that. And, and you've got to um, – it's complicated, too, because a, a lot of the, the Amazon sellers are just looking at their net payout and what they get from um, – what they get from Amazon, which already has the fees taken off of it. So um, I, I like, many of them are just looking at that number, that payout amount. And so I like to work with them to, to understand what, what their total um, product price is and how that actually comes to them after the fees are taken out. Um, so yeah, we, we need to get a little more into the details than that. Alan, get ready for your layup question. Best Southern food, what is it? Oh, grits, hands down. <laughs> yes, you nailed it. Okay. Christine, right over back to you. Uh, I, I want to get started. Wh wh how do I go about technically setting this up? Do I log into a website? Do I call you and just say, do it for me? What do I do? Yeah, uh, Amazon makes it pretty easy to get set up. Uh, you just fill out an application and, and join their program. They actually have a couple of different levels one where you uh, are called kind of an individual seller and they charge you like a dollar for every product you sell. Uh, then there's the professional level, which you pay $40 a month for. But it is so much better to join at that level because it gives you a lot of other benefits. And so you can actually, even though it might be tempting to want to uh, start at that lower level, uh, you're kind of starting with a couple of weights around your feet as you start the race if you start at that level. So uh, you just, you know, they just make it real easy to get set up. 
but that's just the beginning. You really, really need to learn the ropes. And, um, you know, Amazon has an incredible business and they're very protective of their business and they expect you to understand it's their sandbox and they expect you to follow their rules even if they are a little wacky at sometimes. So uh, that's, you know, besides just getting an account and, and learning the steps of how to get inventory into Amazon and that sort of thing, there's a lot of, of their rules that you need to learn so that you don't get in trouble with them and be put in timeout. Are there like easier products to start with meaning maybe less competitive. Is there a certain way to start learning the ropes before you go all in on this based upon product or something? You know, there are just, I don't know how many products, millions of products out there. But also you want to understand that there are some that are a lot more popular than others. And so there's a sweet spot between products that have less competition and products that are super popular. So I don't know, you remember back in Christmas what the popular toy was at Christmas last year? Anybody? Do I remember the popular toy? I was even about to say like Tickle Me Elmo, but that's from like 1930. Pie face. Pie face. Oh, that's right. Bazinga. That's right, it was pie face. (laughs) Okay, so if you you got in early with pie face, you made a ton of money. Mm. And that you could, you could go buy it at regular retail not even on sale and sell it because it was selling at a premium. But then uh-huh. when the flood of people who discovered that this was the most popular toy came into the market, you know, prices plummeted. It's supply and demand. I mean, it's, it's, it's the perfect scenario for supply and demand. So um, I, I just suggest that people start scanning stuff around their house or go, go to a Walmart or something and just scan stuff just to start learning how things are priced on Amazon and what the comparison is between what you sell it for and what you get. If, if you're a fan of scanning the items in your house, do you suggest expanding that and scanning your neighbor's houses, maybe when you're out to dinner? <laughs> oh, absolutely. You're in the bathroom, you're scanning their medical medicine closet. Whoa, there's a lot of money to be had here. Yeah, yeah. Go, go to somebody's house and scan their bookshelf. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. They don't want those books. They're asking, like, oh, how's the family and kids? You're like, not now, for God's sake. I need to scan your books. No, you hey. ask to borrow the books, and then you scan yeah, them. Yeah, you're like, this one them. book up here, uh, this book, The Pumpkin Plant, it's worthless, you know. Why do you even have this? Oh! Hey, Ellen, um, you say we can do high-ticket price sales. You know, Is there a way to take these commodities and make them perceivably more valuable? Is there a way to increase these margins? Well, one of the ways that you can make your listing more valuable is to bundle it with other products. So that way you can Mm -hmm. raise the price sometimes more than the price of the individual products combined. So it just depends. And and then then you have something where 
you have a specific product that you've got that's unique, so you're going to have less competition because it's hard for other sellers to put together your exact bundle. And if you took a private label product and then you combine that with a different product that's hard to get, then you can kind of control that listing on your own. So yes, there are ways to make your products more valuable. I love the idea of bundling. I think of like the iPhone. If I sell an iPhone, you sell an iPhone, there's no difference. We'll go with the cheapest. But if you sell an iPhone that comes maybe preloaded with 15 of the most popular apps of all time, you're differentiating yourself. Is that kind of what you're suggesting? Yeah, you're differentiating yourself. And more importantly, you're controlling that listing. So there's no other competition until somebody comes along and maybe matches the bundle. But if you have a private label product that you've put together with a different um, a different product, then you can control the listing, have no competition, and maybe charge a significantly higher price for that product. But Ellen, does it make it harder to find? I mean, if the consumer is seeking the iPhone, but yours is now a combo package, will they still find you seeking an iPhone, or do they have to be specifically looking for this combo package? Well, that you I don't create? know that big selling iPhones, but <laughs> you know, in terms, nice. but, but yeah, I know. But just in terms of a bundle, there are ways to enhance your listing. You've got to go in there and put in the keywords so that when people search, they are finding your product. You could also use Amazon's internal ad system to run pay-per-click ads within Amazon to your listing. You can also advertise your listing on social media, market it to your list, or do other things. All right, so we're going to wrap up on a round robin. Uh, Ellen, we're going to start with you and Christine and then Cindy. I want to know if you can depart one final tip or maybe repackage something you already shared, what's the best way to be successful in Amazon? What's your tip, no, Ellen? I would say get started and just learn all you can. Know that it's a learning process. You've got to start at square one. Okay, so scan the shit out of your neighbor's stuff. <laughs> That's right. All right. That's right. <laughs> Christine, you can't steal that one. What's your new unique tip? Darn. <laughs> <laughs> the Southerner took you down. <laughs> she sure did. Um, find trustworthy people to learn from. Mm. Because there is there are people out there that are teaching things that are going against Amazon's terms of service and you don't wanna Oof. hook your wagon to theirs and then have Amazon give you the boot. Yeah, perhaps the lesson if it's too good to be true or sounds too good to be true, it usually is. Cindy, your last tip. Set up a separate bank account for your inventory purchases and when you get your mm. sales coming back in from your payout replenish that inventory account so you're not commingling your operating expenses in your inventory because I see a lot of people get in trouble with um, not really understanding how much they're spending on inventory. Profit first, right? What a powerful, right? powerful yeah, kind of expected that answer. <laughs> yeah, I love it. If you didn't say that, Cindy, we would have hit you. <laughs> oh. um, all right. Now, I know Ellen, Christine, and Cindy, you have a special event coming up, and uh, I just wanted to sh you to share exactly the details behind it. Christine, maybe you can just tell us some of the details. Yeah, we uh, twice a year, we, we hold a, a live interactive class uh, for people who want to get started on Amazon. And so we, uh, we will be scheduling this next class. I think it will start in the second week in August. It'll run for five weeks, and by the end of the time, you will have your first inventory and probably have made your first sale on Amazon before the class ends. 
Oh, nice. Right. Alan, wh- what website do they go to? How do people find out about your stuff? Well, we're actually going to have a, uh, a training call and talking about that, actually giving away some secrets. And that training call, you can get signed up for that at pinkcoattails.com forward slash Amazon FBA. And you spell pink coattails, oh, P-I-N-K-C-O-A-T-T-A-I-L-S.com forward slash Amazon FBA. FBA is in fulfillment by Amazon. And then Christine will put that correct. in the notes, right? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Cindy, Christine, and Ellen, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Thanks, guys. Oh, it's been a blast. Thank you. Thank you. So, Chris, if your business is in the red, now you're oh. back in the black, right? <laughs> now you got the tips being profitable. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> so, um, Chris, I want to know... Um, in a second, what you learned, and Christine yes. will be prepared mm-hmm. on your purple microphone there. <laughs> but first, I want to thank our corporate partners. Oh, for making by the way, after we talk about our corporate partners, uh, yeah. we need to ask Barry what what his tip is for selling on Amazon. As well. Oh, he's got uh, a tip. Of course. I can't wait. Of course. Let's let's hold on that. Um, yes, for a second. But let me tell you about our corporate partners. Tell me. So listen, dude. I don't know why I called you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Next, Eva. Yeah. I. Call them up. I said, uh, we need possibly another phone. And they said, it's already been shipped to you within <laughs> seconds of doing it. It's like they've anticipated the needs. Of course. They are the ultimate customer service. Yeah. We're becoming more of a virtual business. I know you're working home from home one day a week now. Yeah. Um, which is, it's more productive. Absolutely. It's no commute. <laughs> but we still have the FaceTime. And now... Uh, Aaron's back from her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. She's working from home a little bit more. And now uh, Haludge, his new nickname is <laughs> Hawaiian Lumberjack, is now just Haludge for short. <laughs> Hawaiian Lumberjack is too much to say. So H- his initials are HLJ. So Haludge. <laughs> Haludge is like, I want to do work from work from home last night. And we said, oh, we should get you a phone. I called next Steve. They're like, oh, we, we should, we're on it. We're shipped it. We thought you'd want that because you didn't have a phone. So we actually shipped it last week. <laughs> yeah. No, they, I mean, it wasn't that, I wish it was that good. But they, so, they're, be great they at that moment if you're, if all of a sudden they're like, uh, check the door and you hear, ding <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah it's open the box. So uh, we're getting Haludja a home phone. It was just cool how fast it was. It wasn't like I had a call and spec anything out. I just said it's for Haludge. <laughs> and uh, I guess they listened to our calls because they said, oh, you mean Mike Scalise? I said, yeah, yeah, the Hawaiian lumberjack. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Receipt Bank, um, who emailed me the copy because I'd stopped reading the copy and I subsequently have lost yet again. <laughs> but oh, we use Michael. it. Receipt Bank allows you to scan in your receipts. It is a productivity tool. How much time do you spend collecting receipts, trying to document it? Why not just take a picture of the receipt while you're ex- incurring the expense, scan it, it syncs up with your system, and you don't even have to put that receipt in your wallet. So easy. So easy. So easy. box. Mm-hmm. We talked about how amazing those people are. David Tolkien, awesome. Yeah. Um, they're actually looking to do more stuff with us. Awesome. Um, but here's the deal. I don't know, Christina, if you've experienced in your personal life, but as an entrepreneur, sometimes you send an invoice out to a client and they don't pay it right away. Mm-hmm. But you need the money. I know. Show me the money. Now, how you used to do it is you'd make a call to Tony. Tony. Tony, yeah, no problem. I gotta, I'll take care of it. You know, your money will be there by tomorrow. And it was. Yeah. But often, there was a sheriff then coming to visit you the subsequent day. <laughs> Fun boxes solve that. The money comes to you immediately. They release the funds to you. The client doesn't even know that you've been funded because Fundbox just delivers the money out of their own bank account. And then when you get the money from your client on your terms, you return the money to Fundbox. Yeah, they say forget about it. For- you pay me when you pay me. Hey, I don't, <laughs> seriously, I won't break your legs. What we will do is we'll send pictures of David Tolkien with a knotted up t-shirt and his undies showing. 
That will scare the hell out of you. You'll oh pay your bills. Goodness. Jeez. And then Fundera. Yes. Meredith Wood had an amazing wedding. Yes. She was at um, what conference? We were at Scaling New Heights. Mm. She was partying it up. I was hanging out with her. She's a dancing machine, and she's a funding machine. I think she did like five or six loan acquisitions wow. while we're there. At Business the conference. At the conference. She's just like, she's opener. She, here was one, <laughs> one loan acquisition. We're at the bar, and the guy's like, here's your drink. And, you know, it's it's uh, Bahamas. or Yeah, it's the Bahamas. $10 a drink. And I'm like, uh, I only have a few dollars on me. And I looked over, and Meredith's like, oh, here's 10 bucks. Like, that's the perfect wow. loan on the spot. Her own money. Yeah, and now, the bartender's thinking, signing his uh, signing his agreement to, to get a loan, too. <laughs> she sold him yeah. a loan. <laughs> yeah, but that's what they do, but they do it in the real world for businesses, and the loans aren't 10 bucks. It's like 10000 to 100000 to even a million-dollar mm-hmm. loans, and they can actually fund them sometimes within 24 hours. They're a one-stop shop for funding. Yes. All right. Christina, you're up first. What did you learn today? Oh, um, I learned that especially when you're starting something new and you, particularly Amazon, if you want to start going into the selling business, I myself personally, I get so excited when, when I make the decision that I'm going to do something. And sometimes you forget to read the manual. Yeah, <laughs> that is so important. And they've made they've all made that abundantly clear that you need to do your research and really know what you're doing before you take the plunge into doing this. You don't want to just hop right in because it's so easy to lose business and to screw yourself out of money. So you have to absolutely know what you're doing before you do it and talk to people ask for help I find a lot of people want to help you you just have to ask and a lot of your competition aren't asking because they're way too damn excited yeah I totally agree oh Christina Uh, that note was right on yeah (laughs) you did hit that note try one more time here it comes wow wow man do you you use perfect pitch (laughs) yeah god that's amazing here can you sing along with this one try this what are you playing touch this Can't touch this. Nice. Can't touch this. So, uh, Chris, all right, you're up, bro. What'd you learn? Yeah, well, uh, actually, Barry's here. He wanted to share his tip. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, Barry, what is someone going to need to be a a really successful seller on Amazon? Yes. You're going to need a couple of horses Mm. or a couple of mules. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Spot on. (laughs) Clearly, someone that's educated in the Amazon seller space. There you go. That was Barry. Barry knows his stuff. What do you think, Chris? My takeaway is fundamentals, and Cindy mm. is just nailing it every time. Take your profit. Set up your accounts. I mean, it comes back down to fundamentals. I don't care what you sell. I don't care if you do sell the books off your, your friend's bookshelf. It doesn't matter. You need to get the profit from it at some point, so you need to have the accounts, and that's why profit first is, is just genius. You know, it's funny. Like People come to me and go, Mike, you wrote profit first. Why don't you tell me how to set profit first for Amazon? And I'm like, I'm not the expert. It's Cindy Thomason. And the whole idea here is, listen, Profit First is a foundational program, but for every niche, there is a different application Mm -hmm. of it. So what Cindy shared is something actually I didn't even really think about, but you have to have an inventory buying account. Yeah, it makes sense. And she takes it a lot further. So that was a big aha for me too. Uh, Bundling. Uh, and by the way, I, I did, Ellen, the classic test on any Southerner is you ask them about their food. And if the answer is not grits or chicken fry something, mm. they ain't talking Southern food. Right. So she said, I was expecting, you know, chicken fried chicken, chicken fried steak, or chicken grits. Chicken fried and, chicken. <laughs> yeah, chicken fried chicken. That's really? a thing. Oh, are you? Have you guys ever been to the South? Have you ever eaten good food? Ellen's going to reach out and slap you through the internet. I know. She's, she's whip like, it. there's no such thing. But no. <laughs> she said grits. She passed the test. And then she blew me away with the bundling concept. Yeah. 
It's so funny. Any product can be made into a premium product by introducing elements to it that the competition doesn't offer. That's sure. the concept of premium. It's unique. And so you can take a commodity and make it unique through bundling. I thought that was a big aha. 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 Oh, I want that sound bit. Aha. Aha. Um, That's it. 1-800-HALUJ. There you go. HALUJ. HALUJ. Chris, where can they you know, leave a comment and do all that stuff? I'm just loving the Halluj. <laughs> what kind of a name is that? I I like, you don't like that. Christina Ew. doesn't like it. No, I, I like love it, it but it's growing on me. Now it's like the funniest thing ever. When I first heard it, I was like, oh, the it's Hawaiian lumberjack is so much better. The Halluj? Halluj. It. it makes him sound like sludge on the bottom of your shoe. Yeah, and he, <laughs> like, but that's here's, funny. Well, the key of nicknames is when the person nicknamed doesn't like it, you know you have a good nickname. Right. right. He liked Hawaiian lumber, Lumberjack way too much. That is true. You had to bring him down a couple notches. Yeah, I said Haludge, and he's like, um, I, I don't think so. I'm like, that's what? it. Um, that's what? like in, in uh, Animal House, when they when Jim Belushi assigns the nicknames, and he looks at the one guy, and he goes, your nickname's Flounder. And the guy's like, why? He's like, because it is. That's like. <laughs> Like that's how you sign. That's a good when you nickname. like when you were calling me rash because I had that. You hated rash. <laughs> rash on my knee. I, oh. you hated rash. I wanted months, to get you. A sh- I was like, oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, so. dude. Well, anyway, you know what you can do after hearing this show? Go to the post on profitfirstpodcast.com and comment on this post. Give your uh, opinions about Amazon selling. What would you sell on Amazon? Or how are you being profitable selling your stuff? Uh, ProfitFirstPodcast.com. You can, of course, rate and review the show on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or TuneIn Radio. Anywhere you hear a podcast. We really appreciate our guests today and our corporate partners. But most Mm -hmm. of all, uh, well, the foundation of this whole show, Profit First Professionals, just changing the world, period. End the show right there. Boom. We're eradicating entrepreneurial poverty. We actually had our morning meeting this morning. Yep. We, we talked about it. Um, here's the dealio. Most entrepreneurs in the Amazon space are not profitable. But actually, most entrepreneurs in any space are not <laughs> profitable. I don't care what kind of business you're in. Statistically, you're not profitable. And that makes no effing sense to me. It actually upset me so much because I lived through that, that I decided it's time to stop this. I met with Bron Saharan. He's like, it's time we stop this. I met with Christina Bulldog. It's time we stop. Everyone in here has lived through yes. our own version of poverty. We don't stand for it anymore. We are eradicating it. Here's how you do it. If your business, if you want to increase your profitability, go to ProfitFirstProfessionals.com. We have a collection, a gaggle of <laughs> experts in this space who can drive profitability. Cindy Thomason is one of us. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. That's right, Barry. <laughs> Come to our site. It doesn't have to be in the Amazon space, any space. We have experts in accounting and bookkeeping and coaches who will drive profitably in your business and get your business to where it should be. It's real simple. Go to ProfitFirstProfessionals.com, click on the Find button, and we'll hook you up. That's right. You need an accountant or bookkeeper anyway. Why not get one that's consultative and is going to help you be profitable? Hello. Mm. Which is what Cindy's doing. It just there's too much awesomeness on this episode. Thank you for listening. Thanks again to Cindy and Christine and Ellen and Mike and Christina and Obi Ron in the background and <laughs> Haludge. <laughs> and the Haludge. Hey, and you're gonna be thankful for next week, Chris. We're gonna try to pull this one off. I'm calling my old college roommate who hasn't heard from me in thirty years. <laughs> and I I did set him up. I said, Phil, I'm gonna try to reach out to you. If you answer the phone, when we call, I'm just going to bring up something that happened in college and you got 30 seconds to talk about it and then we're hanging up on you. Nice. And also next week, we're going to be talking with Corey Veith. His business is struggling. It's not as profitable as he wants uh. it to be, but we're going to help him turn his computer repair franchise into a money maker. Nice. There you go. See you all next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you. Bruh. 
Bazinga, 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 Bazin